Welcome to episode four of $100 million offers. In this episode, we'll be covering uh, the thought process behind uh, making a Grand Slam offer, value offer part one and value offer part two. It was such an in-depth meaty chapter. This is the meat and potatoes. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is where you actually make something that people cannot say no to as soon as you show it to them. I hope you enjoy and use it. Chapter eight, value offer, the thought process. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Thomas H. Palmer, teacher's manual. I want to do an exercise with you right now. I want to show you the difference between convergent and divergent problem solving. Why? So that you can actually create the Grand Slam offer that will become the cornerstone of your business. Convergent and divergent thinking. In simple terms, convergent problem solving is where you take lots of variables, all known, with unchanging conditions and converge on a singular answer. Think math. Example, you have three salespeople who can each take 100 calls per month. It takes four calls to create one sale, including no-shows. You need to get to 110 sales. How many salespeople must you hire? Deduced information. One salesperson equals 100 calls. Four calls equal one close. 100 calls divided by four calls per close equals 25 closes per 100 calls. 25 closes per rep. Goal, 110 sales total divided by 25 sales per rep equals 4.4. Since you can't hire 4.4 reps, you decide you must have five. Answer, and since you have three, you hire two more. Math problems are convergent. There are a lot of variables and a single answer. We are taught all our lives in school to think this way. That's because it's easy to grade. But life will pay you for your ability to solve problems using a divergent thought process. In other words, think of many solutions to a single problem. Not only that, convergent answers are binary. They're either right or wrong. With divergent thinking, you can have multiple right answers, and one answer that is way more right than the others. Cool, right? Here's what life presents us for divergent thinking. Multiple variables, known and unknown, dynamic conditions, multiple answers. As such, I want to do an exercise with you right now that will engage the part of your brain that you will need to use in order to make something magical. I call it the brick exercise. Don't worry, it will take 120 seconds. The brick exercise. Right now, I want you to set a timer on your phone for 120 seconds. What you need to do, think of a brick. Write down as many different uses of a brick as you can possibly think of. How many different ways could a brick be used in life to provide value? Ready? Go. It's okay to write in the book or write on a notepad on the side. All right, stop. Now, before I show you my list, did you consider the following? How big is the brick? A tab of gum, three to five by eight, two to one by four, standard, two feet by two feet by six feet. What's the brick made of? Plastic, gold, clay, wood, metal. How's the brick shaped? Does it have holes in it? Does divots for interlocking? Now, as you think about that, can you think of even more uses for the brick than you probably wrote down? Well, here's my list. Paperweight, doorstep, building things, home for a fish in a fishbowl, plant holder with dirt holes, hold brick, as a trophy, painted brick, rustic decoration, to break a window, make a mural, tiny bricks painted, a weight for resistance training, a wedge under an uneven platform, pen holder for a hold brick, children's toy, Lego bricks, Flotation device, plastic brick, payment for goods, gold brick, stabilizer for leaning against something, retainer of value, holder for flagpole, hold brick, a seat, jumbo brick. 
Every offer has building blocks, the pieces that when combined make an offer irresistible. Our goal is to use a divergent thought process to think of as many easy ways to combine these elements to provide value. So if I were selling a brick, I would find out what my customer's desire was, and then devise how many ways I would create value with my brick. Now let's do it for real. Chapter 9. Value Offer Creating Your Grand Slam Offer Part 1. Problems and Solutions A, B, C, easy as 1, 2, 3, ah, simple as do, re, mi. Michael Jackson, A, B, C. When I started my gym, I struggled. I wanted so deeply to be successful, prove my dad wrong about my decision to start my own business, and prove to myself that I was worth something. But try as I did, I couldn't even sell people into a $99 a month bootcamp. People would say, LA Fitness is $29 a month. This is expensive. I even tried getting people to start for free. They said they wouldn't bother because $99 a month afterwards was still too much, and they didn't want to start something they couldn't continue with. It's a new level of frustration when you can't even give your services away for free to people. I felt worthless, and I didn't know what to do. Thankfully, during this time, I was in groups with other gym owners, and I started hearing about marketers and books. I devoured everything I could, and as soon as I stumbled on Dan Kennedy's books, I was hooked. In his books, he talked about making irresistible offers. Again, this theme of making an offer so good, people would feel stupid to say no, kept reappearing. But this time, remembering what TJ had told me, I had decided to go all in on this concept rather than just do what everyone else was doing. But how? Everyone else was selling $99 per month bootcamps. How was I going to compete? So I decided to look at what we did differently. I thought, what do they really want? No one wants a membership. They want to lose weight. Step one, identify dream outcome. I had heard of weight loss challenges, so I started there. Lose 20 pounds in six weeks. Big dream outcome, lose 20 pounds, with a decreased time delay, six weeks. Note, I wasn't selling my membership anymore. I wasn't selling the plane flight. I was selling the solution. When you are thinking about your dream outcome, it has to be them arriving at their destination and what they would like to experience. Step two, list problems. Next, I wrote down all the things people struggled with and their limiting thoughts around them. When listing out problems, Think about what happens immediately before and immediately after someone uses your product or service. What's the next thing they need help with? These are the problems. Think about it in insane detail. If you do, you will create a more valuable and compelling offer as you'll continually be answering people's next problem as they manifest. So, let's go ahead and list out the problems from a prospect's perspective as you think about them. What points of friction exist for them? I like to think about it in sequence that the customer will experience each of these obstacles. Again, Channel insane detail. The more problems, the better. Example problems list. Weight loss. The first thing they must do. Buying healthy food. Grocery shopping. Problems. 1. Buying healthy food is hard, confusing, and I won't like it. 2. Buying healthy food will take too much time. 3. Buying healthy food is expensive. 4. I will not be able to cook healthy food forever. My family needs will get in the way. If I travel, I won't know what to buy. Next thing they must do. Cook healthy food. One, cooking healthy food is hard and confusing. I won't like it and I will suck at it. Two, cooking healthy food will take too much time. Three, cooking healthy food is expensive. It's not worth it. Four, I will not be able to cook healthy food forever. My family's needs will get in my way. And if I travel, I won't know how to cook healthy. Next thing they must do, eat healthy food. Next thing they must do, exercise regularly, etc. Now we're going full circle here. Each of the above problems has four negative elements, and you guessed it, each aligns with the four value drivers as well. Dream outcome, perceived likelihood of achievement, time delay, effort and sacrifice. One, dream outcome, this will not be financially worth it. Two, likelihood of achievement, it won't work for me specifically, I won't be able to stick with it, 
external factors will get in my way. This is the most unique and service specific of the problem buckets. Three, effort and sacrifice. This will be too hard, confusing, I won't like it, I will suck at it. Four, time. This will take too much time to do, I'm too busy to do this, it will take too long to work, it will not be convenient for me. Now go ahead and list out all problems your prospect has. Don't let these buckets, which are just meant to help your brain get going, constrain you. If it's easier for you, just list out everything you can possibly think of. What I showed here isn't just four problems though. We have 16 core problems with two to four sub-problems underneath. So 32 to 64 problems total. Yowza, no wonder most people don't achieve their goals. Do not get overwhelmed. This is the best news ever. The more problems you can think of, the more problems you get to solve. So to recap, just list out each core thing that someone has to do. Then think of all the reasons they wouldn't be able to do it or keep doing it using the four value drivers as a guide. Now we go to the fun part, turning problems into solutions. Now that we have our dream outcome and all the obstacles that will get in someone's way, it's time to define our solutions and list them out. Creating the solutions list has two steps. First, we're going to transform our problems into solutions. Second, we're going to name these solutions. That's it. So let's take a look at our list of problems from earlier. What we're going to do is simply turn them into solutions by thinking, what would I need to show someone to solve this problem? Then we're going to reverse each element of the obstacle into solution-oriented language. This is Copywriting 101. It's beyond the scope of this book to get into, but simply adding how to, then reversing the problem, will give most people new to this process a great place to start. For our purposes, we are giving ourselves a checklist of exactly what we are going to do for our prospects and what we are going to solve for them. Once we have our list of solutions, we will operationalize how we are actually going to solve these problems, aka create value in the next step. And I want to be 100% clear, you will solve every problem. We'll explore how together in the next step. Problem, solution. Problem, buying healthy food, grocery shopping. It's hard, confusing, I won't like it, I will suck at it. Becomes how to make buying healthy food easy and enjoyable so that anyone can do it, especially moms. Buying healthy food takes too much time. How to buy healthy food quickly. Buying healthy food is expensive. How to buy healthy food for less than your current grocery bill. Buying healthy food is unsustainable. How to make buying healthy food take less effort than buying unhealthy food. Buying healthy food is now my priority. My family's needs will get in the way. How to buy healthy food for you and your family at the same time. Buying healthy food is undoable if I travel. I won't know what to get. How to get healthy food when you are traveling. Problem. Cooking healthy food. Is hard, confusing, I won't like it, and I will suck at it. Turns into how anyone can enjoy cooking healthy meals easily. Cooking healthy food will take too much time. How to cook meals in under five minutes. Cooking healthy food is expensive and it's not worth it. How eating healthy is actually cheaper than unhealthy food. Cooking healthy food is unsustainable. How to make eating healthy last forever. Cooking healthy food is not my priority. My family's needs will get in the way. How to cook healthy food despite your family's concerns. Cooking healthy food is undoable. If I travel, I won't know how to cook healthy, how to travel, and still cook healthy. Problem. Eating healthy food. It's hard, confusing, etc. How to eat delicious food without following complicated systems. Problem. Exercising regularly. It's hard, confusing, etc. Easy to follow exercise system that everyone enjoys. Okay. Oof. That was a lot of problems. And a lot of intuited solutions courtesy of divergent thinking. You'll also notice that a lot of them are repetitive, and that's totally normal. The value drivers are the four core reasons. Our problems always relate to those drivers, and our solutions provide the needed answer to give a prospect permission to purchase. What's even crazier is that if even only one of these needs is missing in a solution, it can cause someone not to buy. You would be amazed at the reasons people do not buy, so don't limit yourself here. 
Brooke Castillo is a friend of mine who runs an enormous life coaching business. To give you a different take on the problem solutions list, Brooke sent me her list as she was going through this book to make a Grand Slam offer for a 90-day relationship course. Take a look to see this process through a totally different lens. The main takeaway, though, don't be fancy. Just get all the problems down, then turn them into solutions. Regardless of whether the offer you create is around fitness, like the example, a relationship course, like Brooke, or something wildly different, like earaches, we now know what we need to do. Step four is the how, and how to do it without breaking the bank. Free gift number five. Bonus tutorial. Offer creation part one. If you want to walk through the process with me live, go to acquisition.com trainings forward slash offers, then select offer creation part one to watch a short video tutorial with yours truly. As always, it's absolutely free. I also have a free offer creation checklist for you that you can swipe and immediately deploy in your business. Enjoy. Now I will read Brooke's list that she gave and she sent to me, which you probably can't see because you're listening to this. Dream outcome, amazing, loving relationship in 90 days, problems. No good options. No one's attractive. No one's available. Boring. No chemistry. Poor communication. Not hot enough. Sex isn't good. No intellectual stimulation. Not enough effort in the relationship. No time. Insecurity. Needs aren't being met. Too many unmet expectations. Acting crazy emotional. Relationship is dull. Want different things. Not good at relationships. Too much pressure. Moves too slow. Fizzles out fast. Sexual incompatibility. Solutions list. How to get a list of prospective partners chosen in 90 days. How to be attracted to your chosen partner. How to feel available to your partner. How to make sure 90 days is exciting and never boring. How to create chemistry like you've never known. How to communicate in sexy, fun, meaningful ways. How to make the relationship hot by being hot. How to have great sex for 90 days. How to create intellectual stimulation. How to put the effort in the relationship for max return. How to make time for hourly dopamine love hits etc. Hey guys, real quick, if you're enjoying the audio, just want to let you know there's a physical copy and a Kindle copy available on Amazon uh, for your consumption. Uh, I'm the type of person who likes to consume things in multiple formats. And if I love a book, I buy every format because I like to have it on my phone. I like to have it on my desk. I like to have it when I'm listening in the car. I like to have it in every place I possibly can. Um, we also have an Audible format. If you just prefer listening to Audible instead of podcasts, you can do that too. Um, but just figured I'd let you know. Chapter 10, Value Offer, Creating Your Grand Slam Offer Part 2, Trim and Stack, Cut, 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 Friends to Rachel Green in Friends. I divided this chapter into two parts because it's the media section in the book. It's also the most important. Without a valuable product or service, the rest of the book won't be as actionable. We just covered all the problems we're going to solve. The second half of making your offer is breaking down tactically what we are going to do or provide for our client. In theory, we'd all love to fly out and live with our customers to fix their problems. In reality, that wouldn't make a very scalable solution. We need our offer to be incredibly attractive and profitable. That being said, if this is your first Grand Slam offer, it's important to over-deliver like crazy. Maybe flying out isn't such a bad idea in the beginning. Make some sales, then think about how to make it easier for your clients. You want them to think to themselves, I get all this for only that? In essence, you want them to perceive tremendous value. Everyone buys bargains. Some people just buy $100,000 things for only $10,000. That's where we want to live. High prices, but a steal for the value, like hopefully this book has been so far. Sales to fulfillment continuum. Something that is easy to sell is typically hard to fulfill. Most things that are hard to sell are typically easy to fulfill. In order to best absorb the notions of trimming and stacking, we need a mental reframe. Enter the sales to fulfillment continuum. Whenever you are building a business, 
you have a continuum between ease of fulfillment and ease of sales. If you lower what you have to do, it increases how hard your product or service is to sell. If you do as much as possible, it makes your product or service easy to sell, but hard to fulfill because there's more demand on your time investment. The trick and ultimate goal is to find the sweet spot where you sell something very well that's also easy to fulfill. I have lived by the mantra, create flow, monetize flow, then add friction. This means I generate demand first, then with my offer, I get them to say yes. Once I have people saying yes, then and only then will I add friction in my marketing or decide to offer less for the same price. Practicality drives this practice. If you can't get demand flowing in, then you have no idea whether what you have is good. I'd rather do more for every customer and have cash flow coming in than optimize my business but have zero cash flow coming in after and have zero idea about what I needed to adjust to better serve my customers. Here's a perfect example to drive this home. When I started Gym Launch, gym owners reached out asking for help. They needed so much help, I didn't know where to start. But I wanted to make sure they got more than what they paid me. So here's what I ended up doing to fill their gyms. I would fly out to their gym for 21 days, spend my own money on hotels, car rentals, eating out, advertising, generate the leads, work the leads, then sell for them. I would even do the first onboarding meeting with the clients to get them started. In short, I did everything. I took on all the risk. They only had to put $500 down to reserve their date, which I made refundable at the end of their launch. So they had zero financial risk, zero time risk, zero effort, and the deal was, I got to keep all the upfront cash collected from selling their services, and they got all the clients for free. You can imagine how this was a pretty compelling offer. On my own, I was able to sell about $100,000 per month in cash upfront for myself. So these deals were very lucrative for me. Over time, I scaled that to a team of eight guys selling a month. But this began to wear on me and the team. It was at that point that I realized that if I were to simply teach them how to do what I did, I would charge maybe a third of what I would normally make, but I would be able to help hundreds of gyms a month instead of eight. And I could do it all while sleeping in my own bed every night. My promise was fundamentally the same. I will fill your gym in 30 days. It was simply the how and the what I did that changed. The how and the what is what we are breaking apart. When talking to business owners about their model, I tell them to create cash flow by over-delivering like crazy at first, then use the cash flow to fix your operations and make your business more efficient. This revision process can be pretty seamless. You may not even have to change what you offer. You may just end up creating systems that create the same value for the customer but cost you significantly fewer resources. Ultimately, this is how businesses beat one another. Understanding this will be important as you scale your business. Now that we've established the importance of the fulcrum and how to approach the sales to fulfillment balance at the outset, let's cover the last two steps of creating our Grand Slam offer. To recap quickly, remember that we've covered identifying dream outcomes, step one, listing problems, step two, and determining solutions, step three. Step four, create your solutions delivery vehicle, the how. The next step is thinking about all the things you could do to solve each of these problems you've identified. This is the most important step in the process. This is what you're going to deliver. This is what you're going to do or provide in exchange for money. For the purposes of keeping creativity high, divergent thinking, think about anything you could possibly do. Think of all the things that might enhance the value of your offer. So much though, that it would be stupid to say no. What could you do that someone would immediately say, all that, seriously, yes, I'm in. Doing this exercise will make your job of selling so much easier. Even if you come up with something you're not actually willing to do, it's okay. The goal here is to push your limits and jog your brain into thinking of a different version of the solution you'd normally default to. This is where you get to flex your entrepreneurial creativity. Remember, you only need to do this once, literally one time, for a product that may last years. This is high value, high leverage work. You ultimately get paid for thinking. 
You got this. This should be fun. Go ahead and list out all your possibilities now. Then I'll take you through my example. I'll just use the buying food problem from earlier as an example. I like to group things by how many people I'm going to deliver this thing to at once. My list is below. At the bottom, I've given you my quote cheat codes, end quote, for how to think through this to get even more creative. Problem. Buying healthy food is hard, confusing, and I won't like it. If I wanted to provide a one-on-one solution, I might offer A, an in-person grocery shopping experience where I take clients to the store and teach them how to shop. B, personalized grocery list where I teach them how to make their own list. C, full-service shopping where I buy their food for them. We're talking 100% done for them. D, in-person orientation, not at the store where I teach them what to get. E, tech support while shopping where I help them if they get stuck. F, phone call while grocery shopping, where I plan to call them when they go shopping to provide direction and support in real time. If I wanted to provide a small group solution, I might offer A, an in-person grocery shopping, where I meet a bunch of people and take them all shopping for themselves. B, personalized grocery list, where I teach a bunch of people how to make their weekly lists, and I could do this one time or every week if I wanted to. C, buy their food for them, where I purchase their groceries and deliver them as well. D, in-person orientation where I teach a small group off-site what to do, just not at the store. If I wanted to provide a one-to-many solution, I might offer a live grocery store tour where I might stream me going through the grocery store for all my new customers and let them ask questions live. B, a recorded grocery store tour where I might shop once, record it, and then give it as a reference point from that point onwards for my clients to watch on their own. C, a do-it-yourself grocery calculator where I create a shareable tool or show them how to use a tool to calculate their grocery list every week. D, predetermined lists where each customer plan comes with its own grocery list for each week. I could make this ahead of time so they have it. Then they could use it on their own time. E, grocery buddy system, where I could pair each customer with another, which takes no time, and lets them go shopping together. F, pre-made Instacart grocery carts for delivery, where I could pre-make Instacart lists so clients could have their groceries delivered to their doorstep with one click. As you see, The list can really go on and on here. This is just to illustrate the many ways to solve a single problem. Now do this for all the perceived problems that your clients encounter before, after, and during their experience with your product or service. You should have a monster list by the end of this. Product delivery cheat codes. What's that? You're having trouble being creative? I'm going to give you the cheat codes right now, kind of like I did with the brick example. Like the brick could be gold or plastic or have holes in it or be a Lego, etc. Here are my cheat codes for product, variation, and enhancement and a visual to break down the process for you from my consulting deck for my private portfolio companies. Delivery Cube. A, what level of personal attention do I want to provide? One-on-one, small group, one-to-many. B, what level of effort is expected from them? Do it themselves, figure out how to do it on their own, or do it with them, done with you, you teach them how to do it, or done for you, done for them, you do it for them. C, if doing something live, What environment or medium do I want to deliver it in? In In-person, phone support, email support, text support, Zoom support, chat support? D, if doing a recording, how do I want them to consume it? Audio, visual, written? E, how quickly do we want to reply? On what days during what hours? 24-7, 9 to 5, within 5 minutes, within an hour, 24 hours a day. How do I want to support? F, 10x to 1 10th test. If my customers paid me 10 times my price, or $100,000, what would I provide? If they paid me one-tenth of my price, and I had to make my product more valuable than it already is, how would I do that? 
How could I still make them successful for one-tenth the price? Stretch your mind in either direction, and you'll come up with wildly different solutions. In other words, how can I actually deliver on these solutions I am claiming I will provide? Do this for each problem, because solutions from one problem will give you ideas for others you wouldn't normally have considered. Remember, it's important that you solve every problem. I can't tell you the amount of times one single item becomes the reason someone doesn't buy. Anecdote. Why we must solve every perceived problem. When I started selling weight loss, I insisted that folks prepare all their food at home. I found it too difficult to help clients lose weight when they ate out because they always blew their diets. Rather than solve the problem, I insisted they do it my way, or not at all. As a result, I lost many sales. One month, I really needed to make some sales to pay rent. My next sale walked in the door. It was a business exec looking to lose weight. As we got into the sales presentation, she told me the program wouldn't work for her because she went out to eat for lunch every day. Normally, I would have lost this sale. I was a stickler for making people not eat out, but I really needed the money. Refusing to lose the sale because of this one thing, I conceded. I'll make you an eating out guide for when you go to restaurants so you can eat out 100% of the time and still hit your goal. How does that sound? She agreed, and I closed the sale. I took the time to make an eating out guide for her. But from that point going forward, whenever someone said, but what about eating out? I had the solution. Over time, I continued solving obstacles with templates and trainings until there were no more one things to prevent my sales. This lesson has stuck with me to this day. Don't get romantic about how you want to solve the problem. Find a way to solve every problem a prospect presents with. When you do that, you make an offer that's so good, people just can't say no. And that's what we're building here. Note, you must resolve every obstacle a buyer believes they will have to convert the highest amount of people. That's not to say that if you don't, you won't sell people. Not at all. You just won't sell as many people as you otherwise could have. And that's the goal. To sell the most people for the highest possible price with the highest possible margin. Step 5. Trim and Stack Now that we've enumerated our potential solutions, we will have a gigantic list. Next, I look at the cost of providing each of these solutions to me, the business owner. I remove the ones that are the highest cost and lowest value first. Then I remove low cost, low value items. If you aren't sure what's high value, go through the value equation and ask yourself which of these things will this person, one, financially value, two, cause them to believe they'll be likely to succeed, three, make them feel like they can do it with much less effort and less sacrifice, and four, help them accomplish their goal and see the result they want in far less time. What should remain or offer items that are one, low cost, high value, or two, high cost, high value? Example. Let's say I moved in with someone and did their shopping, exercising, and cooking for them. They would probably believe they would definitely lose weight, but I am not willing to do that for any amount of money short of a gazillion dollars. The next question becomes, is there a lesser version of this experience that I can deliver at scale? Just take one step back at a time until you arrive at something that has a time commitment or cost that you are willing to live with, or obviously, massively increase your price so it becomes worth it for you, i.e. the gazillion dollars to live with someone. If there's one type of delivery vehicle to focus on, it's creating high-value, one-to-many solutions. These will be the ones that typically have the biggest discrepancy between cost and value. For example, before I started my gym, I had an online training business. I created a small Excel sheet application that after inputting all of someone's goals, automatically generated 100 meals perfectly suited to their macronutrient calorie needs. Better yet, depending on which meals they selected, it would tell them what they needed to buy at the grocery store in exact amounts and how to prepare them in bulk for the exact amounts. It took me about 100 hours to put together this entire thing, but from that point going forward, I sold truly personalized eating plans for very expensive prices, but they only took me about 15 minutes to make. High value, low cost. These types of solutions require a high, one-time cost of creation, but infinitely low additional effort thereafter. FYI, 
This is exactly why software becomes so valuable. That doesn't mean you don't want to ever do something in a small group or one-on-one model. After all, I do one-on-one with all my portfolio company CEOs that we help scale past 30 million plus. You just want to make sure that you save those high-cost items for big value ads only. If you think you can accomplish the same value with a lower-cost alternative, then do that instead. When I was running my gym, I went through this exact exercise and created bulking blueprints, an eating out system, a travel eating and workout guide, meal plans for every body weight and gender, a grocery list calculator, plateau busting meal plans for when they got stuck, fast cooking guides, partnered with a meal prep service, and did in-person nutrition orientation with every client one-on-one. Many of the one-to-many solutions require more work up front, but once created, they become valuable assets that create value in perpetuity. It's worth putting in the time to create these because they will create high margin profit for years to come. Real talk. The meal plans I made for my gym have been used by 4,000 plus gyms now and literally hundreds of thousands of people. They are simple and easy to follow, so they've provided ample return for the week or two of dedicated time I spent making them. And if you ever have the desire to build a repeatable business model, something that scales, these assets you create will become the bedrock. This book, for example, is a high value asset that is low cost overall. Sure, it cost me a lot up front, but each additional book I sell after my first one costs me very little and provides tremendous value. The final high value deliverable. Let's sum this up before we configure our final high value deliverable. Step one, we figured out our prospective client's dream outcome. Step two, we listed out all the obstacles they're likely to encounter on the way, AKA our opportunities for value creation. Step three, we listed out all those obstacles as solutions. Step four, we figured out all the different ways we could deliver those solutions. Step 5A, we trimmed those ways down to only the things that were the highest value and lowest cost to us. All we have to do now is, step 5B, put all the bundles together into the ultimate high value deliverable. So let's go back to the example. We see our prospects struggled with the following. Buying food. How anyone can buy food fast, easy, cheaply, which we turn into foolproof bargain grocery system that'll save hundreds of dollars per month on your food and take less time than your current shopping routine. $1,000 of value for the money it'll save you from this point on in your life. A, one-on-one nutrition orientation while I explain how to use. B, recorded grocery store. C, do-it-yourself grocery calculator. D, each plan comes with its own list for the week. E, bargain grocery shopping training. F, grocery buddy system. G, pre-made Instacart grocery carts for delivery. H, and a check-in via text weekly. Cooking. To solve this problem, ready in five minute busy parent cooking guide. How anyone can eat healthy even if they have no time. $600 value from getting 200 hours per year back. That's four weeks of work. A, one-on-one nutrition orientation where I explain how to use. B, meal prep instructions. C, do-it-yourself meal prep calculator. D, each plan comes with its own meal prep instructions for the week. E, meal prep buddy system. F, healthy snacks in under five minutes guide. G, a weekly post they can tag me in for feedback. To solve the eating problem. Personalized lick your fingers good meal plan. So good it'll be easier to follow than eating what you used to cheat with and cost less. $500 value. A, one-on-one nutrition orientation where I explain how to use. B, personalized meal plan. C, five-minute morning shake guide. D, five-minute budget lunches. E, five-minute budget dinners. F, family-sized meals. G, a daily picture of their meals. H, one-on-one feedback meeting to make adjustments to their plan which FYI was an upsell. Exercise problem, fat burning workouts proven to burn more fat than doing it alone, adjusted to your needs so you never go too fast, plateau or risk injury, $699 value. To solve the traveling problem, the ultimate tone up while you travel eating and workout blueprint for getting amazing workouts in with no equipment so you don't feel guilty enjoying yourself.
$199 value. How to actually stick with it, the never fall off accountability system. The unbeatable system that works without your permission, it's even gotten people who hate coming to the gym to look forward to showing up, $1,000 value. How to be social, the live it up while slimming down eating out system that will give you the freedom to eat out and live life without feeling like the odd man out, $349 value. Total value, $4,351, all for only $599. Author note, most of our facilities now sell this bundle for longer periods of time, for $2,400 to $5,200. Wild. As we got better at creating and monetizing value, the prices and profit of our facilities skyrocketed. Once you start this value creation process, each additional piece of value you create stacks up over time. This is why it's important to begin. Can you see how much more valuable this is than a gym membership? The bundle does three core things. One, it solves all the perceived problems, not just some. Two, gives you the conviction that what you're selling is one of a kind, very important. Three, makes it impossible to compare or confuse your business or offering with the one down the street. Woo! We finally have what we are going to deliver in all its glory. That being said, it's unlikely we would present it this way. Depending on whether we sell one-on-one or one-to-many, we would present this differently. I will address how to present each of these bundled items in the bonus section, which is the next section. Summary points. We went through this entire process to accomplish one objective, to create a valuable offer that is differentiated and unable to be compared to anything else in the marketplace. We are selling something unique. As such, we are no longer bound by the normal pricing forces of commoditization. Prospects will now only make a value-based rather than a price-based decision on how they should buy from us. Hurrah! Now that we have our core offer, the next session will be dedicated to enhancing it. We will employ a combination of psychological levers Bonuses, urgency, scarcity, guarantees, and naming. Free gift number six, bonus tutorial, offer creation part two. If you want to walk through this profit maximizing, trimming and stacking process with me live, go to acquisition.com forward slash training forward slash offers. I also have some free checklists for you that you can use. As always, it's absolutely free. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the value offer part one and part two and the real meat and potatoes of making something so good, people feel stupid saying no. Next episode, we've got another heater coming up, which is the next section of this, which is offer enhancers. And we're gonna talk about probably my two favorite and some of the ones that move the needle the most, scarcity and urgency. And uh, believe me, you've never seen people move and take their credit cards out fast unless or until you master those two things. All right, so I uh, can't wait to uh, see, see what you guys use from uh, the scarcity and urgency section. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Acquisition.com, Volume 1, $100 million offers. How to make offers so good, people feel stupid saying no. Written and performed by Alex Hermosi. Copyright 2021, Acquisition.com. Audio production copyright 2021, Acquisition.com.